Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. Right on radio. Welcome to Right on Radio. This is an emergency broadcast. I promised only two shows before Sunday, but you're getting another one because we need to bring Marion on. There's a lot of stuff happening in the Netherlands. There's a ton of stuff that she's going to be sharing. We need your prayers, Army. You need to be in lockstep for the Netherlands, not just your country, not just the world, but we need to focus on the Netherlands because it's such a small demographic area. There's a very dense population. So the Illuminati actually uses this as a testing ground because they want to create this mass thing. I'm going to, we're going to explain more as we go. But first, I need to bring on, oh, I was about to say her name, but she is the holder of golden bowls, hint for Sunday, and her name is Jessie Zaboder. Welcome, Jessie. Marion, tell us what's going on. Right. Well, um, you have explained it pretty well. Testing grounds for the Illuminati. That's where I'm living in the Netherlands. And... um, it is as if we are in a downward vortex and um, things are going faster and faster by the day at the moment. And um, what I wanted to um, ask people prayer for um, initially was something that was extremely negative and very, um, yeah, worrisome. And I am going to um, start out with that but I am going to promise you that it will end with something that is so positive that you can hardly believe your ears. Um, and Marion, that's what you do. You <laughs> always make the sun shine, no matter if it's raining. <laughs> that's right. That's my intention. <laughs> anyway, um, the reason that I wanted to be on the show and ask people for prayer was the violence that is increasing in the Netherlands. And I'm talking about police and riot police violence. Um, Since quite a while, quite some weeks, every Sunday afternoon, people are going to Amsterdam for a cup of coffee. That is what they have intended to do and just by coincidence they all somehow end up buying that coffee and drinking it on this very big field called the museum square in dutch that's museum play and um, it is always very cozy it is always very interesting because so many people are meeting there and having good conversations in the healthy fresh air which will of course enhance their immune system by yards by miles of course meant to be locked up right exactly and um those people really get it problem though is that our prime minister and the um, other ministers are not understanding that. And also the mayor of Amsterdam is not really understanding that. So they give orders to the police to be there as well. And 
what happens is that the so-called Romeos at one certain point, very close to the appointed time that the protest, which of course it is. Sure, you um, said Romeos? Yes, um, I will explain what Romeos are. Um, Romeos are police in plain clothing and they are trained to arrest people on a very high level, highly skilled people who have actually been trained to become fighting machines because those are skills that they need when they have to arrest a high profile criminal, of course. Problem though is, is that they have tried to mix with the people at protests since um, at least last year. And what they did and what they are still doing is start riots and give the riot police in uniform and with um, water cannons and with dogs and with long sticks to hit with the excuse to actually stop everything violently. So they're doing so, the false flag that happened, the same thing that happened on January 6th in the United States, essentially. Yeah. They're creating the event. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And this is not only happening in January, but it is happening every um, Sunday in January, February and March until now. And the violence has gradually increased. The problem with the violence is that, um, yeah, you know, um, last Sunday, um, people also protested in The Hague, the city where the government of the Netherlands seats. In The Hague is also a very big field that we call the Mali Veld. It is close to Central Station and um, many people gathered there, a few thousand, uh, for the same reason, to drink coffee and be peaceful and to sing together, to meet, to talk together and to show that protest can be done without violence. And there the violence came. The Romeos ran, jumped out of their um, police van and started attacking people. And um, police tackled people so they would fall on the ground. And then they would, after the person in question would have been, uh, would be on the ground, then they would let the police dog bite the person while he already was defenseless. And while the person is being bitten by the dog, the dog initially doesn't want to, so the police want, needs to make the dog bite the leg of the person. While the dog is doing that, um, the man gets slapped on his head with sticks and, be, and his head is being kicked with boots by the riot police officers. One example of it. Another example that happened this Sunday, last Sunday, was a um, group of people on the field. They really seriously were ready to go and they were on their way to the station already. They needed to because otherwise they would be attacked badly. But that was not enough, apparently. So um, police van comes driving like this. And then another police van comes driving like this, stops here, door opens, 
about eight Romeos in plain clothes ran, ran out of the van and one of the Romeos pushed like this on camera an innocent protester, a lady, right in front of the driving van that is coming. So the woman lands here and is hit by the van. Um, everybody now, how it. was the news reporting this? Like with that, with that lady who got pushed in front of the van, how was that covered on the news? Well, going back to the dog attack, um, there was also a shot fired by a police gun. And they had a wonderful excuse like, oh, we felt unthreatened, which was not the case. But in this case with the vans, they could not find any, any explanation for what happened because everybody saw the hands push like this. And so now the news comes with, oh, well, the police has already said that this was not really the intention of the Romeo. Period. And, and end of story. So and then they all, then every news outlet repeats it and it becomes truth. Yeah. It becomes fact of record. Jesse, yeah, what are you cover, seeing in this? Yeah, yeah, they cover up and they, they guard and um, hide things, but yeah, you know, like you, I, I agree. I think that they're, you know, purposely there's individuals in the, that are working in conjunction with the government um, that are starting, you know, violence against the main, you know, against the main public. Yeah. You know, we think in a normal situation, like, you know, you're only going to call the police if you want, um, you know, a protest to be covered or things like that. But the interesting thing about the Romeo is that I, the question I have to ask is why are they allowing individuals who are um, trained to take out high level people for arrest? You know, it's not just like they go after normal people who might, you know, squabble with them if they feel threatened these people are purposely trained to take out the highest, you know, level people and arrest them. Why are they being deployed against just the average public? Well, um, there is a story behind this and the story behind it got revealed very recently um, because um, the first miracle that has happened here in this whole story is that um, there were um, some police officers who found their way to the independent, uh, let me see. Well, um, there, there is some, there is a board of people of um, private individuals in the Netherlands who have decided to start researching um, on a basis of real intel, you know, um, provable intel. Um, what is going on with the country and the people of the country during this whole so-called medical crisis? And um, a part of the people that they have interviewed were police officers who could not live with themselves anymore. And they Thank started goodness. to open up. 
anonymously, but they did start to open up. And I have read six transcripts now of those interviews. They were published and spread within the Netherlands on Twitter. And um, we have learned a whole lot um, about the working, the way of working of the police um, through those transcripts. And what they are saying is that the big intention is, is that people need to be so scared eventually that they will stop protesting. That is the big picture. And how do they do that? They um, change their way of working and they get orders, briefings before going to the protest um, to do things. One of the things, for instance, is first, they would only hit on the legs of people. That is what the riot police was instructed to do. And they, they were taught to do it that way. Now they are instructed to hit people on the head because a bloody face is more impressive and will scare off people more. And yeah. other um, methods they are using are um, showing the full force of all the riot police vans, tanks, um, water guns, um, dog squads and everything within sight of the protesters, like right in your face. This will, of course, trigger um, some aggression already in some people and fear in other people. It will influence their uh, behavior. And um, that is the, the exact goal. And then on top of that, there are the Romeos who are all of a sudden being deployed and they just jump on people and start hitting. And, and by now, thank the Lord, everybody knows how to spot a Romeo. You know, there, there used to be this um, hackers conference, um, well, there still is a hackers conference, hackathon, um, where they had this game called Spot the Fat. <laughs> it, like was a a, game. <laughs> it was a fun game and the Fed would actually step forward and do a little speech and it was all so nice and cozy. But now we have a game here in the Netherlands, Spot the Romeo. And hey, you know, the, the reaction to the Romeos as soon as they are spotted is starting to scream to everybody else, Romeos, here they are, Romeos, Romeos. And, and gently, but <laughs> decisively, you will just make them walk back to their van and disappear. At least that is what the people want to do with the Romeo so they don't harm others. It so, doesn't always Marion, have their tactics been effective? Are, are you still getting the bigger turnouts on the Sunday afternoons or are the crowds starting to diminish for fear of being attacked randomly? Um, uh, well, the fear has um, increased, but also um, the determination has increased and there yeah. are still many people coming, many, many people. And um, now I'm coming to the big, wonderful, great news. Uh, <laughs> I, today I got in contact with um, an initiative that is called um, Police for Freedom. 
it has started somewhere in another country. I don't know which of the countries, but it has started already in Australia, in Spain, in Sweden, and they're talking about starting it in the US as well. And they have started it now, just recently in the Netherlands. And this is a group of police officers who cannot live with themselves anymore and who are making themselves strong in order to spread love and to refuse to do evil things mm -hmm. that harm citizens. And I was so privileged to have an extended talk on the phone with um, the founder of the Netherlands um, squad of this mm -hmm. initiative. And um, it, it, it was wonderful what he was saying. Um, and one of the things that they are going to do is um, tomorrow there will be a big protest, but it will be organized in a different way. Because not only some police officers and military and MPs, but also doctors and nurses have decided to start and form a ring of protection around the protesters to protect them against the <laughs> against evilness, just to say it that way. And there is the second ring who is protecting them, having their back as well, and also organizing the movement of the, the group of the protesters in order to keep them safe or get them into safety. Because those people in that second ring will be trained military, etc. That's awesome. And and this is what is happening tomorrow, but sometime in April, there is going to be another thing, a big march of a, a, a long walk of military and police and firefighters and MPs um, for the same reason, you know, to walk against evil and for love and for peace. And what they want to reestablish is that people will be protected by police and authorities again. And that people and the police are starting to trust each other again, at least these people within the police. Mm -hmm. And that together they will form a unity in, yeah, in this attempt to get things to a better level. There's right. a couple really important things that you've just said here, Marion. And as much as the Netherlands is somewhat of a template for the Illuminati, so, and, and I'll just back that up a little bit and the reason why, uh, you know, the if you read Agenda 2030 and things like that, they don't want people living in flyover country. They don't want people living in farms. They want people in on mass living in densely populated areas because you're much easier to control. It's much easier to get the group think going and stuff like that. And the way, the reason they're showing the tyranny is exactly what you said, to stop people from protesting. But on, on the counter side of that is what the people are doing there, what those professionals are doing, the military, the, the policemen who can't live, and forming those rings and stuff like that, that is a 
template that we should be following everywhere around the world, that is a real answer. And of course, su supported by prayer and things like that. I'm telling you, that is how people need to start doing things. And Mary, and I also want to say the fact that you're getting involved with these people and, and you've been such an advocate for your country. I hope that Marion will inspire you, the listener, to do the same things in your community. Start getting involved with the things yeah. in your community as well. Because, listen, you're adding one number to their small number and that, hey, tell two friends and two friends, and it becomes an actual movement with power. Right. Do we? Do you know a date um, in April for that uh, march with the police and everybody, military? um that has not been disclosed yet okay no no but um yeah you know so um you are so right jeff and um we are hoping that this will mean the big um turnaround and um there are some things i heard from this man um this police officer of police for freedom that have been encouraging me so greatly. It was so incredible. Apparently, there is no big, huge majority um, of government workers within law enforcement or safety who are um, yeah, supporting this bad, bad, bad development in history. No, most people are good people. Yeah, because I heard that one third of the police officers are awake here. And looking at the military, apparently round and about two thirds are awake. And now awake is, is, is different from just uh, saying, I don't like these orders. Awake is understanding why they're getting these orders. Exactly. Exactly. So I never knew this. I never expected this. And, and, and there was this other thing that also encouraged me so greatly. And <laughs> we had this little spiritual connection while we were talking and um, backing our um, reason of talking to each other. Um, this man is has been brought up as a Christian and now he is seeing himself merely as spiritual in, in a general sense and he is all for positivity and um, yeah um, so he was happy when he heard from me that we want to pray for them he really encourages that but he mentioned to, to express what he thinks is the matter spiritually that he, he used the Tower of Babylon as a metaphor. He said, this tower was built by, and now listen, listen up here, it was built by us, the people, and we were climbing towards God gradually but the bad guys didn't want that and they <laughs> they caused confusion and they think they have won, but we are not letting ourselves be confused or cut off from each other. And then I said, hey, this is interesting because this morning I was 
in a prayer um, meeting with a friend and she said to me, you know, I'm thinking about the Tower of Babylon and, um, you know, God was so good to confuse those haughty people who wanted to climb up to God on their own strength and stuff. And um, God confused the people who did that. And we agreed on a level where we said that we both wanted to reach closeness with God. Mm -hmm. And I am respecting the way he is looking at that from that perspective because I am seeing that he is not doing it from a bad perspective or haughtiness or, <coughs> or um, having egotistic um, motives. And he wants to somehow, although he might not fully have the same image of who God is as we have, but he most certainly wants to come close to God. So this is one of the prayer subjects that I want to launch here. Well, yeah. the, the analogy that I would give to that, Marion, is, it, you know, metaphorically speaking, it's the difference between religion and faith. Religious people actually want to get closer to God, but they've been taught and they believe that they have to do it on their own merits. It's works mm -hmm. to get to heaven where faith is, no, he just came to us, right? Uh, but both are good intentioned people. Uh, but yeah. so, you know, in, in a way, it's like, let's break that religious spirit, which is exactly. probably the number one enemy of God in this world. Yes, exactly. Because religion is making victims and real relationship with the Lord is only building people up and building the kingdom of the Lord. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, this was really... It, this was in its own way very encouraging to me because um, yes, you know, we do want the same thing and Jesus knows that and he has oversight. So, um, and I told him one thing that really was personal. Um, to me, this unexpected contact with this police officer was a big thing for me because um, as some of you may know that I have been a victim of um, a rapist who after his rapes has stalked me for 22 years. And the police has done the opposite of helping me. They even brought me in more danger. And also the justice system has not acknowledged the um, reality of the case that I was a victim of. And um, only by totally trusting Jesus, which I had to learn the hard way, yeah. I am where I am and I am who I am and how I am, you know? And I said to him, the fact that we are now talking, you and I, you a police officer and me a victim of the police is so healing for me. You know, this is t touching the core of my heart. Well, well it was the beginning uh, of what God is doing, that, that mighty work. And, um, you know, we've been talking this week about reclaiming the land and giving that back to God. And so 
I'd love for you to share what you shared with us at the beginning. This is so I, I mean, I, th I see that now that we see the whole picture. I'm just seeing this, this amazing work of God that he's really paving the way. Yes, yes, yes. Um, right before we got online, I just came back from the center of my town. And I'm not going to say which town it is, but um, I went there to the central square and I um, claimed back the land um, for the kingdom of um, the Lord. And I, I anointed the central church and I anointed a monument that is a stone um, pentagram within its center. <laughs> its center, it has this water thing with flowing water, which is sculpted with all those hands holding it and thanks to jesse i know that that is holy land according to satan and i have de-holied it in satan <laughs> <laughs> and i have made it holy land for the lord and totally useless for satan for um, sacrifice for rape for abuse and for rituals Mary and the defiler of Satan's uh, altars. <laughs> <laughs> and tomorrow What's nice I'm jacket going you wear, Mary? And I can see a trend <laughs> happening. <laughs> yeah, and tomorrow I'm going to do that um, in another place that is very significant for the country. Yeah, we want to be in prayer for that. So yeah, please do so. Please do yeah. so because it is a very central place. And maybe we can just say there's going to be government buildings involved that you're going to be yes. anointing and, and consecrating. So this is huge. We need to be covering you and those going with you in prayer. Yes. So Me and my friend, Marilyn. Uh, Marilyn has been on the show a couple of times as well. Yeah. <laughs> we love Marilyn. Uh, I have a question for you, uh, Marion, and then I'm going to ask Jesse to lead us in a prayer for the Netherlands and for the situation. Uh, and just hopefully the listening audience will join in on the prayer, uh, you know, join in with us and, and believe uh, what the prayer will entail. But a lot of people, if you're new to the channel, Marion has been a, a guest on this program a few times. She's a gifted writer. She's actually a big part of Jesse's um, ministry and you know part the focus of the netherlands really is run and administered by the our netherlands connection and you know yeah that's they, her that's her part of the absolutely that's her, the, she does the whole netherlands ministry part for illuminate the darkness yeah and so and yeah so illuminate the darkness is where you're going to find this and my question to you and by the way visit illuminate the darkness and you illuminate <laughs> your mind but Marion, <laughs> you've done some great blogs recently on the Roundhouse, and it's just been busy here because, you know, there's been so much going on. We want to get you on to follow up on it. Um, we know we're not going to wait till it's done because you you've been digging like crazy. But would you also blog on the things that are happening on the Sundays and keep us up to date? Uh, I will consider it. <laughs> okay fair enough but you know because i'm having but yeah i will at least at least um like even if it's a paragraph summary you know uh, every week yeah. just a paragraph summary or something like that so people can go yeah. to your website and just get a quick hit 
on, uh, yes, on what's I'll, going on and, and that will update their prayer life as well. I will um, write that then in the section called prayer on the website. All right, so visit Illuminate the Darkness uh, prayer section and it'll probably be a week or two before the updates come, I'm assuming. And uh, let's, uh, let's get Jesse to pray. Yeah. Heavenly Father, we just come before you and Lord, we believe in full faith that you have given us authority and dominion over this land, Lord, and that you desire us to take that land back from the enemy. Father God, as your word commands, we rebuke the evil one. We bind him in this situation, Lord. We bind um, his ability to move. We bind all evil powers that are working in conjunction with him. Lord, we bind the principalities that are over this area, the rulers, the authorities, the spiritual forces of wickedness, Lord, that have reigned. We come before you, Lord, and we ask that you would hold them back, Lord God, that literally as Marion and her team go forth, Lord God, and they anoint that area and, and give it back to you, Lord, I pray that you would send your angels to, to shove those evil spiritual forces back out of the land, Lord God. We do not want them there in the Netherlands anymore. We ask that you would remove them by force, Lord God, that you would send your angels to just remove them by force and take them out, Lord. We ask that this ground would be anointed and set apart for you and that you would begin to um, break forth, Lord God, the, the power of your might, that your spirit would come upon all the people who are there, that there would be revival, that the gospel would again be preached on the streets, Lord, and that people would be coming from far and wide to hear um, the gospel of Jesus Christ and that your word would be proclaimed high and low through the streets, through the tunnels, Lord, through the buildings. We, we just ask that you would do a, a work greater than we could even think or ask or imagine, Lord. And Lord, I couldn't ask for a, a better person to lead this, Lord. I know that you have called Mary and Lord, you have chosen her, Lord. You have raised her up for this time in this hour. And I thank you that you've um, given her a spirit of forgiveness. You've given her faith and love above all to go before her. And I thank you for the, that you're renewing relationships that you're allowing her to work with that law enforcement. And I pray, Lord, that they would become the physical backers for her and her team as they go out in these protests and preach your word, Lord, that they would be their protectors, that they would keep them safe, that they would stand with this team, Lord God, and that together, Lord, that you would, you would call them as your people to reclaim their country. And we just praise you. We thank you. We believe in faith that we are going to see it happen and that we're going to see you do a work that nobody could imagine, Lord. And, and we praise you for that. And so we ask all these things in your powerful name, Jesus, and by your blood. Amen. By your blood. Amen. Jesus. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you, Marion. We have such a great listening audience. You won't believe the dedication, the prayer warriors, and actually how many people are actually 
really coming into the things of God because of this program now. And it's because of your contributions as well. You're really part of the family, Marion. God bless you. God bless the Netherlands. And God bless you too. Thank you for coming on here. So that's it. Tune into our episode tonight as well with guest Roseanne Barr. Remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor, and make a difference in your community just like Marion is. Hallelujah. (laughs) Who's right? Who's right? He's right. Right on radio. Right on radio.